time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. Hello, welcome to uh, Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Uh, I'm Jose, and uh, sitting in for, well, I'm Angel. Did I say Jose again? Yes, you did. <laughs> I'm Angel. My brother Jose is not here. He's going to be here later on, but sitting in for Jose or me is Jackie. That's me. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Angel. You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on the world's largest network, live365.com, and on our website, www.twintalkcast.com. There you go. See, I can't say it that good. And uh, and also, you can catch us on iTunes. Right. You can, because we're iTwins. <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm not iTwins, <laughs> but I'm part of the crew, right? Yeah, Jackie, I'm part of the Twimpire. You are part of the Twimpire, Jackie, and we love having you. Jackie does our current events. She'll be doing our current events later on. And today, well, she's multitasking today. Uh, uh, but thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for being there every week. And uh, for any of you that are new, uh, we are happy to have you. Please uh, listen to us today and every day. And uh, we have a really cool show, but uh, Jackie... Uh, no, hold on. Uh, listeners, <laughs> listen to last week's show. Last week we had Cecil L. Murray. He uh, is the um, uh, Reverend Cecil L. Murray from the first American, no, first African American Methodist Episcopal Church. Church. AME, for A- short. AME Church. AME Church. And uh, he uh, w- talked about the L.A. riots. That- yes, it was an amazing show last week. Wasn't it? He was fantastic. I truly had chills while he was speaking. Uh, the guy spoke. Uh, it seemed like every word he said was intentional and very thought out. Right? But, but naturally. Yeah. The guy is, a, is, a, is an awesome man. And he was recounting his... Uh, uh, experience, which he had a, a lot to do during the L.A. riots yes. 20 years ago. Yes. And, uh, uh, and and within all that, he entwined his wisdom and all that kind of stuff. So everybody, please listen to that. It's on our podcast on TwinTalkCast.com or on iTunes. You just search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Um, we also had J- Jackie with Current Events and I don't know what else. I was here. It was a really good show. You it must was. check it out. It was. I always do. When I get home, I check him out. Uh, but anyways, we have a really cool show today. It kind of stands alone, but it's it's kind of in following of what what we had last week and remembering the L.A. riots, but also kind of stands alone. Uh, we have Rodney King, who I don't know what you would say um, was what would be a word my brother says, the catalyst of of what the riots happened. Uh he, yeah, he yeah, was, I think he'd say that. He was that's something maybe in his vernacular. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he was beat by police. The police were let go, hence the riot. Yes. And because of that, uh, uh, well, it's changed Rodney King's life uh, immensely. And uh, we we'll, we'll talk to him later. He's going to talk about a book that he wrote. It's called uh, "The Riot Within: From Rebellion to Redemption." I'm looking forward to that. 
I'm looking forward to it too. I, I can't wait. I am. I totally am. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something. What am I missing? Oh, what else do we have today? Jackie's current events. What do we got? What do you got for our current events later on? That's right. Uh, tonight, I have details on that uh, distraction during the Mexi- Mexican presidential debates. I'll let you know what that distraction was. Ooh. Also, a new action figures on the production line. This figure has golden blonde hair and a burnt face. Uh. I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up in a few. <laughs> right on. Well, you know, Jackie always does our current events every year. and I mean, every, every year. year. <laughs> every week. As you can tell, I'm kind of nervous. Can it's, you? Okay. it's okay, Angel. It's okay. Is that okay, Lenny? Yeah, that's fine. You're yeah. doing fine so far. Lenny says it's okay. You're doing great, Angel. Lenny, that's Am our... I doing okay, Lenny? You're doing great, too, Jackie. Oh, thank you. That's our sound engineer, and uh, he says that we're doing fine. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so Wait, please. Wait, can we? Wh- where's Jose? Oh, <laughs> Jose's not here. He's on assignment. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But he will be here later on. Uh, um, uh, later on on our show. Okay. Uh, so everybody stick around, and he'll be here. Plus, we all, we're going to have our musical break, like we always do. I don't remember what it's what it is. It's a cool jam. So Jose's not dead. He's not dead. He's on assignment. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, if people were to tune in and they're like, where's Jose? That velvety voice. And, of his. Oh, yes. And we would do the show without him, <laughs> dead or alive. <laughs> we're here for you. Uh, anyhow, or we'd even have a seance. Maybe we can call him. Oh, do we have a, do do we we have have a call? Caller? Hold on a second. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> Hello, who's there? Hello. Hey, welcome to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. <laughs> it's Jose. You're not dead. <laughs> and I'm Angel. That's my brother calling in remotely. Hey, man. I thought. And welcome to another. Welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel as we broadcast live on the largest radio network in the world, Live 365. By the way, guys, um, you guys are doing great so far. Yeah, and, and it is vernacular that I w- would use. Angel, <laughs> analyst, good word. <laughs> good word. Well, you know what? I'm I'm just copying you. I'm not trying to be you. Actually, you know I'm always trying to be not you. <laughs> Hence the yeah, dreadlocks. Hey, so where are you? When are you getting Ready? here, man? I'll tell you where I am right now, and I'm sorry I'm not there now, but I will be there later. I am calling right now from Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank for the finale of NBC's The Voice is being uh, uh, recorded as we speak. Ah, uh, Jose. The finale will be... Yes. Today you they didn't... will determine... Today they will determine who the winner is of The Voice. It's either going to be Tony Luca, the Musketeer, or Jermaine Paul, the background singer, or um, uh, 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 Juliet, who's a rocker, Ah. you know, or uh, Chris... Man, who's an awesome opera singer. And let me tell you something. The show's pretty cool. I mean, uh, you got Flo Rida performing. You get uh, nice. Hall and Oates report, you know, performing. Hall and Oates. And also um, Justin Bieber. I just saw Justin Bieber Justin. walk by and I said, dude, I look at his too. He's got that. I, I got to tell you, bro, Justin Bieber, the girls love that little do he used to have. Uh-huh. Now he's got a pompadour that looks, he's got a pompadour that doesn't look right. It looks like, like a, a Butch Dykes pompadour. Wow. <laughs> hey, I don't care what he looks like, Jose, but get him on our show. <laughs> yes, Jose. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> get it. Hey, get Anyways, it, get it, get it. Are you going to, uh, is this a recorded show? 
Yes, actually, it's live to the East Coast, and then it'll broadcast on the West Coast at 9 o'clock, right after Twin Talk. Hey, so why don't so you right call us? Right after Twin Talk, folks, for those of you on the West Coast, right after Twin Talk, you can catch it. In the meantime, for those of you guys in the rest of the uh, time zones, TiVo it, because tonight, like my brother said, we got an awesome show. Rodney King going to be chatting it up. He's going to be talking about fishing and writing a book and getting his ass kicked. <laughs> hey, bro. Are you going to be able to call us with a spoiler? What's that? Are you going to be able to call into Twin Talk with a spoiler with who won? Um, you know what? I have to, you know, you'll be able to find that out because, uh, after all, with the social media and everything, at that point, I'm going to be really busy, actually. I'm going to be interviewing the I, contestants I, and the winners. So. Okay. Right. I, and then, oh, wait, and I, then I'm going to be, and then you're going to be come, my way back to the end. And then you're going to be coming back in here so, later. Yeah, I'm going to race back over there just in time for our second segment with, with the, as we do the interview with uh, Rodney King. Right on. You guys got to stay tuned, man. All right. Man, we're going to ask him about all that stuff. Hey, get uh, Bieber on our show. Yeah, get that butch lesbian get in Bieber here. Get on our show. Yes. There you go. Well, absolutely. I'll talk, I'll talk him up. I'll tell him that uh, Jackie Casas is waiting for him. Because she likes little white boys with which type of Uh I'm not a lesbian, Jose. Did you, did you so, say ill? <laughs> I said ill. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll see you All later right, on. Guys. All right, brother. Bye, Bye Jose. Guys. We'll see you guys later. Stay Bye alive. Bye. So there you have it. That's Jose. He's he's not dead. That, no. I hope he comes back with that I, little uh, lesbian. I was trying to keep him uh, under the covers, but I, he he still called in. I, I mean, does he? do you think he has control issues or something? <sighs> Anyhow, uh, <laughs> enough with Jose. It's time for shout outs, eh? Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Mom, Ophelia Lopez Hernandez Vasquez. I love you, Mama. Hi, Mom. Thank you for putting up with me and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I want to give a shout out to all the moms out there and to be moms and new moms and old moms and have been moms. You're always a mom as far as I'm concerned. And also, uh, shout out to Christy Renteria, Robert Aguirre, Anna Fisher. What's up? Uh, Jeff Johnson. You know our voice. Jeff Johnson. Ew. <laughs> uh, Josh Cottrell. Thanks for listening. And drummer Dave from Run Devil Run. Hey, man, where's, when's your album coming out, Holmes? Uh, Christina Hernandez White. Thank you for listening. Al, Greg, and Cindy. Thank you guys for listening again. You always there every week. And uh, a special shout out to Victor Arellano. He's uh, he's going to be the best man at the wedding that my brother are going to be in. And uh, he's uh, um, organizing the, what do you call it? Bachelor party. So that's your shout out there. And uh, there you go. Shout outs. Oh, wait a second. Shout outs are brought to you by Express Cuts because you need to get your hair cut Every now and then. So go to Express Cuts at 10 420 Laura Souza Road in the city of Azusa. No, El Monte. <laughs> Where's Azusa? No, uh, it's Azusa. Azusa exists, but this is El Monte. Express Cuts 10 420 Laura Souza Road in the city of El Monte. Call them or just walk in. But when you go, tell them you, the twin sent you and you got something free or something. I don't know. There you go. There's your shout outs. Shoo!
There you have it. That was the shout outs. Uh, shout outs to everybody. And uh, my brother called in. That was, I was surprised. Um, I think we're having technical issues over there with her headphones. Did I do that, Jackie? My bad. How dare you, Can you Angel. hear it now? Yes, now I can okay. hear everybody. I was messing up your, your headphones during the uh, the shout out break. You're so but rude. how was your weekend, Jackie? My weekend was really good. As you noticed, I have a little glow. Yeah. Yes, you're, you've been in the sun. Yes. She's not pregnant, everybody. No, not prego. <laughs> not prego. Why is that rumor going around? So, <laughs> rumor? Yes. Is it now? I had a couple comments on my Facebook. Are you prego? No. You've been in the sun. I could see it. Yes. Well, I went hiking with uh-huh. my cousin. Ah. We had an awesome time. We took our, our lovely little pups. I took my blue jean, and my cousin took uh, her Millie. Okay, your dogs. Yes, our dogs. <laughs> we took our dogs, went to Griffith Park. It was nice. I hadn't been hiking in a very long time. So th- I'm proud of us. We did an hour. Do you feel it? Oh, right on. Yes, I a- think that's pretty good. An hour good, huffing and puffing, right? Oh, yeah. A couple of stops, maybe. Especially that first. Yeah, we did like about two, three stops, a couple minutes. Uh, but that first incline, dang. Mm-hmm. I- you know what? My lower back was yeah. sore. And I was like, what was I doing it's yesterday? From, uh, <laughs> that explains the afterglow. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was like, whoa, why is that sore back over well, you, there? You know, I had a pretty good weekend. On Friday, I had a, a, a kick. Uh, you know, I, I live a block away from the park bar and grill over here. I don't know if you've ever been to that spot. No. But that spot on Friday and Saturdays, they have live bands, like three or four bands every night. Cool. It's only like 50 people that fit there. Great beer, great great burgers. We swore we were just going to go there for one drink. So we walked over there, right? Mm -hmm. About three drinks later and four bands later, we stumbled back. But it was fun. (laughs) Nice. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Anyhow, so um, I think. I like that stumbling back part. Uh, you should join us sometime. Yeah. Bring your girl. What's your girl's name? Yvette? Lynette? I would. Yeah. That's my cousin Yvette. Your cousin. She's like your sidekick, huh? Yeah. She's my road dog. Right on. We would totally stumble along with you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackie would uh, stumble with us, but for, for now, she's going to give us the current events. This is her. This is my music. It's her sound. It's her jam, eh? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how do you guys hear me? I, I sound really low on my headphones. You guys hear me good? I hear you good. Okay. And yeah. I'll trust you on that. Yeah, trust me. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Casas with Current Events. Yay! 
Okay, guys, just a reminder, you can call in to 626-275-8946 if you have any comments, <laughs> questions, concerns about my current events, because I got some good ones. Oh, you know where you, uh, where can they find us, Jackie? Oh, they can also find us on Facebook, uh -huh. Twin Talk. They can also find us at lie365.com and, of course, our website, twintalkcast.com. And on Twitter, and please hit us up there right now, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll read your stuff on the air. I hope that some of these stories cause some concerns for people because it is kind of interesting, okay. guys. <laughs> All right, so we start off tonight with um, a story that comes from Mexico. I'm actually posting a photo right now to um, the Twin Talk wall, uh, and this is... Um, okay. Interesting story, guys. The first debate of Mexico's 2012 presidential election took place last Sunday. Uh. Yes, took place <laughs> last Sunday. However, the spotlight was taken away from the politics, the candidates, and heck, even the whole damn show. Uh. <laughs> I'll tell you why. The tension landed on former Playboy playmate Julia Orion, who was on the show less than 20 seconds at the beginning of the show. Nonetheless, many say she uh -huh. stole the whole damn thing. Let me tell you, 10 seconds of those 20 seconds, I spent looking at one breast and the other 10 on the other breast. Did you see it? <laughs> I saw them both. Really? <laughs> I saw that video. It's uh, um, uh, Why her? Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. She's the September 2008 Playboy cover girl, and it prompted this huge Twitter frenzy uh -huh. just with her few seconds being on stage. Uh -huh. um, I don't know why she was selected to kind of like, I guess she handed out these uh, papers or whatever to the uh -huh. candidates. It was 20 seconds long, and she's wearing this very sexy outfit. It's this long a white, white dress uh -huh. with a cutoff kind of in the middle where it shows her breastuses, uh -huh. which I swear <laughs> I didn't try to talk about boobs on purpose this week. It just always happens. Well, you know, she had a lovely dress. She, she you know, she, she walked really good, and she looked really good. I mean, I guess there's not much... To that job, right? <laughs> well, many critics were not delighted by her presence. They argued it endorsed the hypersexualization, hyper, I didn't say that right, hypersexualization of women in Mexican culture. But the Federal Electoral Institute, which are responsible for organizing the d debate, blamed the incident on the production whoopsies. Like, whoops, sorry. Like they like they messed up on that yes, one. Yes, and they issued they made an a apology bad call. for it. Yeah, they, they, me they meant to get Vanna White. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I can understand on the over-sexualization. Yes. What is it you said there? Hyper-sexualization. Hyper-sexualization in the, in the Mexican media. You can see that when you watch um, all my white friends that don't know, understand any Spanish. Uh -huh. They love watching the, the news in Spanish. Right. Because of the chicks. Yes. And I have nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't have anything wrong with a beautiful woman or even what, what someone would consider uh, an ugly woman being up there. But, but indeed, uh, the, the, uh, you know, most women are not really being represented there. No, it's... Because most women have curves. Right? And I dig it. But why? It's the Mexican <laughs> presidential election debate it should be about the economy the people um i don't know money for the for the country and then there's this hot babe that comes down the first 
20 seconds of the show. It kind of devalues the the politics, right? You know what? Um, I'm not into politics. So it, yes. to me, it, it was probably, it, you know, it, it's the highlight of the uh, of the presidential anything. <laughs> anything presidential, just put a hot chick in it. I'm cool with it. I'll watch it. So <laughs> I can understand people are, what would you call it, incumbents or delegates or politicians or what do you call those guys? I can understand them being upset about it because it takes the limelight off of them. Yeah. So there you go. So no one, really, no one really discussed about you know, what Enrique Peña said or whatever any other candidate said. They really didn't talk about it. All they talked about was this Julia chick. Awesome. Awesome. I'm digging it. Really? It's about time. Let's talk about things that really matter, you know. Like boobs. Hot chicks and... In uh, hot white dresses. I'm wearing white a white <laughs> dress today, too, but it's not nearly as sexy well, as Well, you don't Ms. look Julia's. hot in it because... Well, I don't mean you don't look high. I mean, you look very cozy in it. Oh, yes, uh, it is a very comfy okay. dress. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all for the uh, chick in the white dress at a. Any Lenny, what do you think? Um, I'm I not know sure what to say. Jackie's and aching for someone to agree with her. Uh, so. <laughs> Jose, where's Jose? Right? Where's Jose? Was, what was that? Gonna, that's he what would I, exactly go on a rant. Get your ass over here and leave the lesbian <laughs> Justin Bieber alone. You, I need your comment on this. I know he would be outraged. Yes, he would he indeed. Would. Just like I would, and you guys are like because oh. he ain't getting it. Because he's, he's that's why he's always outraged. These two guys would be going at it at this moment, <laughs> right? <'Cause> <laughs> <laughs> they would, <laughs> and you guys are totally like. So well, I'm totally digging it. I I, I I just saw the picture of her right there again, and she looks great. Listeners, go to Twin Talk uh, on Facebook, and then you'll see the picture that I posted of this uh, lovely woman and her lovely assets at the Mexican presidential and, debate. And let us know on, on our Facebook or on uh, call us in at 626-275-TWIN and tell us, is it a big deal or not that this hot chick was showing her – well, this is showing her. It's, it's a hot chick took stole the show. Big deal. I think it was a big deal, but in, in a good way. Big deal. There you go. Oh, I believe I got a text message from Jose. He says, Mexico's employing women. Good for Mexico. <laughs> what? <gasps> Jose. <laughs> no, not employing them that way. You mean he, uh, employing or exploiting? Oh, there mm. you go. Ba yeah, Jose, exploiting. <laughs> I love how I'm coming back with your response. No, I dig it. I, I think she looks, I think it looks great. Okay. So fine, we can we we can we can we can disagree, Angel. I yeah, we can disagree. <laughs> Moving on to the next story. This comes from New Jersey. Ah, crazy people in New Jersey. What can you do? A woman from. <laughs> um, this is very appropriate because you're she's so mellow. Did you go hiking today? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it mellow. Okay. In this, oh, in this super hot uh, garage. Huh. Is this so appropriate because she's from Nutley, New Jersey? <laughs> she's a fucking nut. <laughs> she is. A Nutley woman ple pleaded not guilty in uh, in court today to a child endangerment charges after authorities said she allegedly allowed her six-year-old daughter to burn in a tanning salon last month. Patricia Kentrosel, who's 44 years old, um was charged after the little girl showed up to her elementary school with burns. And she went to the nurse's office 
And she said that the child was with her in the room just a few days before. However, the little girl said, I went tanning with mommy when the nurse asked her, why are you so burnt? Okay, so we're talking about, are we talking like a, a walk-in tan salon or? Like a tanning bed. Bed? Tanning bed. And, you, and she got sunburned like that? Yeah, well, you can, yes. I just posted a picture of this woman. <laughs> This is, she looks pretty sunburned. This is over tan. This is called tanorexic. Wow. This is tanorexic. <laughs> Tanner. Is that tanorexic. real tan? That is her. That is Patricia. And that's her five-year-old little daughter standing right next to her over. She's fair-skinned. So obviously if she were to burn, it would be very easily. The w mother claims that she got sunburned as when she was playing outside in the sun. But she lives in New Jersey. It's not like Cali's son. It's not like Arizona's son in New Jersey during this time. This happened last month in April. So the sun wasn't actually strong enough to create a sunburn. So it was the school? The school. That pressed charges? Or yes. The teacher was concerned mm -hmm. and sent her to the nurse's office. Then when the, nurses, when the nurse asked her, hey, you know, what's wrong? She said, oh, I went tanning with mommy. Well, what, where was the... Uh where was that teacher at when I used to go home with my sunburns from mowing the lawn? <laughs> I mean, my mom used to lock me and my brother out in the backyard all day long Saturday. Literally. Really? Used to lock us out. You guys are going to work, and you're out there all day long. We wouldn't until it, the sun came down. It was time to go in. So was your face all brown, but then your ass was all white? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're mowing. Do you want kids. a visual of that? No, yes. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I shouldn't have yes, asked. Yes, and I got G-string tan uh, uh, lines <laughs> on it, too. <laughs> you and Jose were, like, comparing who got who's the best tan. Yeah. No, I got it better than you, Jose. <laughs> no, Angel, I got a better tan than you. <laughs> oh, dale. So well, this woman, she's bonafide crazy. And she is. There's a company, a toy making company, that has actually decided to make her an action figure. And it's for friends who... It's for people who have friends that are tanorexic. A make, they're making the woman an action figure? An actual action figure. They're producing it right now. And um, wow. it's for those friends that maybe need that little nudge, like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop with the tanning. Stop with the oil. So what is it? It's going to be a black doll? It's a Barbie <laughs> in the oven? <laughs> Throw Barbie in the oven. She's She is wearing a black uh, suit, and she has gold and blonde hair, but her face is super burnt orangey brown uh. yes it's actually really not as dark as her actual self in the picture that i posted on twin talk once again go to twin talk on facebook and comment on that um photo that i just posted we got a comment from mario Compo campos who says laugh out loud <laughs> lourdes says i love how tan she looks <laughs> lol you're jealous, huh, Lord? Hey, Mario, thanks for listening, brother. He's over in, uh, I think, Sacramento. I'm up there, up or somewhere north. I know that's where he's at. Thanks yeah. for listening, brother. Thanks, Mario. Yeah, so that's this crazy lady from New Jersey. Let's, say, er, let's take a listen to what she says, because she totally denies the charges. Yeah, she completely does. Let's see what she After has she to say. She put her five-year-old daughter in a tanning booth. Let's actually go to the news report that explains more on this story. This whole thing's been blown out of proportion. She's my little girl. I'm not going to bring my little daughter into a 90-degree bed. I mean, that's not normal. I tan. She doesn't tan. It's called a tanning booth and a tanning room. It's traumatizing 
for a little girl who did nothing wrong but got a little sunburn. <laughs> got a little sunburn. Orale. She just she got said. a little sunburn. Got a little sunburn. She says she's innocent and these charges are lies and that there's no way that the little girl could physically fit in the bed with her. Well, I, I'm with her on this. You know, I, I'm, I don't support her tanorexic. Yes, tanorexia. Tanorexia. I don't support any of that. But what's wrong with her being in her booth? I can't, you know, I've, I, I've, you know, I have had take, I've had to take my kids when they were little to the most odd places sometimes. I, I remember at, at a job I once had, I had a night job mm-hmm. and I had no babysitter. Mm-hmm. So uh, the good thing is I worked at a toy company. Oh. And so we had a lab, a lab where we actually tested the toys and we had a big, you know, those big beds that, that are car beds. Yes. We made those there as well. So uh, and we had a TV with VCR. So I took my kids to work, uh-huh. put them in the lab with the toys on on the graveyard shift. And they played for a little while and then they went to sleep and I went to Man, work. Man, I would like to have my dad take you to work. Yeah. Well, I worked toy? at a toy company <laughs> when I was little. <laughs> Amy Sagatalian commented on uh, the photo and said, it's Leatherface. Ha, 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 ha. She looks like she she puts shoe polish on her face. Totally. terrible. Uh, Crazy, crazy, crazy lady from New Jersey. Anyhow, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, The girl got a little sun by accident. Mm -hmm. How many times have we taken our kids out to the beach or somewhere and we – Forget it's New Jersey. Oh, we run out of April. tanning lo- lotion and they get a little sunburn. You know, the only thing you have is a headache all night because they're, they're crying and shit. You, you don't sleep. The poor lady was getting a tan and she obviously is not very happy with herself to go that dark. I she's mean, a nothing mother. wrong with dark, but it looks odd on her. She's got five kids. Yeah. That's kind of scary. It's yeah. scary. That's kind of scary. So she's been compared to being worse than Snooky from Jersey Shore. <laughs> okay. Snooky. Do you know who Snooky is? She's um, this little. The one that got beat up. Yes. Okay. That one. She's known for her orangey glow. So people say she's worse. Does she really? Yes. She does that? She's not really. She really. No. She's not as bad as her. Right, Lenny? No. No, no not as bad. Have you ever gone like to work one day and the guy that was white the last, like yesterday, was orange? No, that hasn't happened to me. Oh. But I've seen a guy that the day before had white hair and then the next day had black hair. I was <laughs> like, whoa, that's not being discreet at all, dude. Okay, well, yeah, that's not kinda, being... Kind of, kind of the same. <laughs> it's kind of weird, though. I, I, It's weird because you look at the guy. This, it was, I forgot his name. I think his name was, I don't know, Brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> or Red. I don't know. But the guy was totally white, nice guy, blue eyes, blonde hair, really fair skin. Uh-huh. And he came the next day. Looking orange, bright orange, and everybody looked at him, and it was like the awkward thing because everyone like would say, "Hey, good morning," and they didn't want to say anything. And he's looking straight in your eyes, and it's obvious to him that it's obvious to you that he looks yellow. Yellow or orange? Orange. <laughs> I wanted, hey, what happened to your fair skin? You look unfair now. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you? I think I think there should be a, some kind of book of etiquette for us people who don't tan that way. Mm. And how do you act on somebody when it's so awkward like right? that? Like when somebody, you know, one day they have, you know, regular sized breasts. And the next day they have huge breasts. <gasps> yeah. You know, what do you do? That's w- an idea. Angel. There should be a book about it. Right. Like you said, a man had gray hair one day. and He had black hair the next day. How do you act? 
some people want you to, you know, be straightforward, and some people they don't want you to say shit. Yeah. So what? Or people who go through like um, maybe like a, a weight loss surgery. Ah. Like they they went on a leave for a couple of weeks. They yeah. come oh, back. Did you they're have like, a baby? Fifty pounds lighter. <laughs> hey, did you have a baby? Seriously. <laughs> I wasn't pregnant. Oh, whoa, whoops. <laughs> whoops. awkward. Because you, oh, you look great. You know what are you? People, people might get their hurt feelings hurt. Oh, what are you saying? I was fat. No, no. There should be a book of etiquette. But you lost fifty pounds, so. So you look great. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, keep it positive. You That's don't an idea, Angel. Right on. A we book need to of, work on that. A book of awkward moment etiquette. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Awkward moment etiquette. Ah, dude. That's, That's an good. idea. That sounds that sounds like a good, that that a good segment for Twin Talk. Book publishers, Awkward hit us up. Moment etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our next story. <laughs> this comes from Indiana. And, you know, we've had a lot of stories recently about children being bullied in school uh-huh. elementary it goes from like elementary school all the way up to college there's been suicides uh, just um being bullied for being different bullied for being shy or bullied for being gay bullied for being a twin right i totally got bullied well this uh, a woman mother from indiana handled business her oh. son who is gay was bullied all the time by uh, classmates and she sent him to school with a stun gun yes because she had contacted the school teachers administrators and they weren't doing anything no they don't he was still constantly being bullied punked around and he was just having an awful time in school so she sent him with a stun gun and then the student was expelled for bringing um, a weapon onto campus now he didn't use it wait a second is that a weapon? Is it, I, I would consider, th- at least considering the circumstances, that's like a, a, a self-defense. Like Right. Well, he didn't actually use it. It's different than a... Um, a bulletproof vest? <laughs> Take a bulletproof vest. <laughs> no, it's different than a taser gun because it, it has a different effect. So what he did was he just raised it because there was like a crowd of kids that were coming towards him, bullying him around. Uh-huh. He raised the stun gun, which kind of... I guess kind of gives off a sound, uh-huh. and um, and the kids ran away. Ooh, are we getting a caller? Are we getting another call? Ooh, we're popular right. tonight. Hold on. Hello, this is Angel from Twin Talk. Angel and Jackie, who you're on the air? Who is this? This is Jose from Twin Talk. Oh, Jose. Jose, where are you? <laughs> are you on your way? I'm still at Warner Brothers. Angel, t- what's that? Are you on your way? Not yet, but I'm old. So I just want to tell you, Angel, it is a weapon. But I think it's kind of dangerous <laughs> because this gay kid, this gay kid, uh, and Jackie, you'll correct me, he's, the high school that he's getting expelled from is called Arsenal Technical <laughs> High School. That is very much true. Hey, but you know what? I don't. Now, what if, if what is a, what is a kid to do then? I'm I'm all for what the mother did because you know you know very well. Bullying in high school was prevalent back in the day when we were there, and we were twins, so people loved to bully us. And did the teachers do anything? No, as a matter of fact, they watched them as I got bullied several times. But I tell you what, Mama's stupid because it's clearly stated in most school um, rules and regulations that it's a no tolerance. You can't even send kids to school with scissors for arts and crafts because it's a weapon. So... Uh, 
mama's stupid for sending that kid to school with a stun gun. Well, and, you know, and I mean, the kid's going to be bullied. Kids get bullied all the time. It sucks. Do something about it. You know what? Maybe mama should walk to school with him. Follow him to school. Why set your kid up to be expelled from school? It's ridiculous. You know what? I think I think that per, it's possible that the woman knew this. Uh, uh, it's possible. What's that? It's possible the woman knew this and and probably you know uh, took that risk and possibly even uh, to kind of uh, make a point. Why do you think it made it to, to make a point to, the, so to our so current so events? She, you're right because now she's on CNN and now we're talking about her and she brings to light bullying. And you know what? That kid may not get expelled just because of the media coverage. And I hope he doesn't. Why take? Why take? The, no, you know what? The kid should get expelled. Rules are the rules. You have to abide by the rules. Okay, so what expel the bully. What about later? What about later in life when uh, you've been bullied or whatever, and something happens in, as an adult, and you tell the law, and then you tell these people that these people are harassing you, and they don't do anything about it? There's laws against you taking a gun and shooting someone. Hey, Jose, you can't do that just because the law doesn't act on it. There's laws for that. Uh, you know That's what? Why we live in a, otherwise, we live under chaos and disorder. You know what? I I think it's a small price for that kid to pay, uh, uh, for his protection. One, and having not used that tase, taser, I think it's a great statement to be made, and I'm all for it. Her getting and him getting on the media, because the bottom line is, has, are any of the bullies getting expelled? I think there should be a, a bullies should be expelled. Period for bullying, and yeah. and this guy. You know, this guy was, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Had he used it, it's a different story, but he didn't use it. Uh, it's, you, you bring up a good point, but the thing is, there's rules and regulations. And the rules state that you cannot even bring these things to school. Now, this coming from a person who was bullied in high school a lot, okay, I still don't think that I would want to tell my kids to go ahead and break a rule in order to prove a point, a rule that may uh, jeopardize their future. Uh, hey, listen, I got to go to the call me now, brother. They're calling me into the show. Okay, Gotta brother, run. talk Love to you guys. later. Bye. See you yeah. soon, Jose. Oh, you know what, though? I, I have to, you know, I, 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 I can kind of agree with Jose, but I still can see what the woman was say, what their point is. Uh, nothing wrong with a little civil disobedience, as far as I'm concerned, to make a point as long as you're not hurting anyone. But then what is she supposed to do if she's reaching out to the administrator, she's reaching out to the school? What are you left to do? I, I, you know, yes, maybe not the smartest idea is to give your kid a stun gun to the high school, but I would be frustrated as hell if my, if my kid, whom I love and adore, and he can be whoever the hell he wants to be, is constantly being bullied for that. Mm -hmm. Shit, I want to go and beat them asses yes. up myself. Beat up their parents. Mm. I've always thought that as a kid when I was being bullied, it's the parents that need to be beat up because they they brought them up that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's very upsetting. I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with I'm good with her sending him with a stun gun. Well, the student was arrested and he was taken away in handcuffs. However, the bullies have not been completely this is total bullshit for me whatever. They have not been fully identified. <laughs> Motherfuckers, you know who you are. Yeah. Stop yeah. being little bitches and leave them alone. And aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Down to all bullies. Down to the bullying. <laughs> Teachers need to do something, though, I think. Tazels. I think they need to do something. They should step because up themselves. They should. 
they're, they're Who should do something, Mandy? The teachers. Teachers. Teachers and the staff. Well, yeah. a lot of the teachers are bullies as well. Some of the teachers, particularly uh, the PE teachers and the football teachers and the baseball teachers, are they considered teachers? Or are yeah, they, just they coaches? are. Yeah, basically. That's style. so funny. We're talking about PE teachers. They're, okay, why? I have a funny side story that I was just talking about with my girlfriend a couple of days ago. Go ahead. Did you see her do her figure? Just. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. Um, okay. I hated PE in high school. Uh-huh. And they weren't bullies to me. The, my, teacher, my PE teachers were not bullies to me. But I hated it. I hated doing the whole running and exercise stuff. I never did it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we only had PE the first and second year of high school. So my first year, the guy who took down the time, like, you know, how many laps you ran, he had a crush on me. So he put down extra laps for me. So yeah. I passed and I got an A in PE. And my PE teacher totally knew that I was not running all those laps uh-huh. within the 20 minute uh, time lapse, but I got away with it. Mm-hmm. And then my second year was of high school. Was it a male? A male? Yes, yeah. it was. And he was uh, super pro sports, and I was in cheerleading. Mm. So he was all uh, like. See, of course. See, again. I a, got to a, wear a, a, pro, a coach. I got to wear my cheerleading uniform every Friday for football games. I did not have to change into my uniform. I didn't have to do PE. I didn't have to run. I didn't have to do shit. Let me tell you, if my brother was here, he'd go off he the hook right would, now. Yeah. Because he would. bullying was a big deal and for us Jackie's in high school. And, and you know what? <laughs> anything, any, uh, anything that had to do with the uh, sports program, uh-huh. you were exempt of anything. Yeah. You were not, you know, whether you bullied or not, not you were exempt. Meanwhile... Us little folk, we had to, you know, we were oppressed. We were the ninety nine percent, you know. So, I, you know, as far, you know, as far as that uh, stun gun mom, mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I would have been totally with. Sorry, I would have stunned you. You were normal. <laughs> <laughs> I just I was a normal kid. Yeah. The only thing abnormal or extra normal is that I'm a twin. There you go. Yeah, it was fun. I didn't have to do crap. My first. Oh, and then my second year, uh, you know what? I don't know how I got away with it, but I never ran. And I made a bet or somehow a deal with my with my PE teacher that if I ran eight laps in the 20 minutes for the final, I got an A for the whole semester. And I did. How did that happen? I have no idea. Because you're part of the 99, the scholastic 99 percent. I don't know how that (laughs) happened. I was just talking about my girlfriend about PE, how much we hated PE. But yet I always got an A. (laughs) <laughs> and I never did shit. That's funny. <laughs> Thank you. I just wish teacher did something because I remember one time when there was some bullying, actually bullying happening in my school, in uh-huh. middle school. But And I went to tell the teacher about it. Mm-hmm. But he actually focused more on a shirt that I had. You know, a band called Slayer? Uh-huh. I had their shirt on me. And it was, you know, just, you know, all the designs that it has on it. You know, I didn't really care about it. I just liked the music. But... He didn't care about the bullying. He cared more telling me, "Don't don't That's wear that shirt anymore. Music. Don't wear that shirt anymore. I don't want to see you with it." See, because you're you're a rocker. See, you you don't fall under the ninety nine the one percent in high school. The one percent in high school includes all the jocks and all the cheerleaders. Period. Yeah, and the teachers he- henceforth. So you're you were in our school uh, uh, a rocker. They were in the smoking section and mm-hmm. they were they were considered <laughs> stoners, and they were and uh, I thought they were really cool. So yeah, we were I cool. thought everyone was cool too. See, I was that rare cheerleader that got along with everybody. I got along with the rockers, <laughs> the, way she the stoners, it. the football players, soccer players. You the weren't nerdies. one of the mean girls. I was so not a mean girl. <laughs> I was super nice, sweet. <laughs> I was super nice, sweet. Although I was told 
by some other more elderly cheerleaders that we are supposed to be bitches. And I never was. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Moving on. Believe you. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny little story. This comes from San Diego. A 92-year-old great-grandmother selling do-it-yourself asphyxiation kits. Huh? Yes. Was sentenced to probation for failing to file federal tax returns. Do it yourself. Asphyxiation. What do you? Who are kits. you going to asphyxiate? Yourself. Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna. It's like suicide kits. Oh. Yes. Charlotte Haydorn, a retired public school science teacher from Washington, pleaded guilty. Pleaded guilty to a tax charge dating back to 2007. She acknowledged that she made. $150,000 in income from various sources, including the suicide kits. She Girl. was sentenced to five years of probation and a $1,000 fine. And she was also ordered to stop selling the kits and advising people on how to commit suicide. A slight modification, and you can use it as a sex kit. How okay, young lady? Oh, that's that's a CSI thing for me right there. Yeah. Where they're like kinky and shit. Yeah. They're like, hey, baby, I got the suicide kid. Just tell me when to let go. And then like, ah, she's panicking. She's like, can't breathe. And she he's does. like, yeah, baby. Yeah, turn red. Turn, <laughs> turn red. Oh, turn blue. Turn blue. Yeah, that just seems like a CSI episode to me. Uh, the next day, your friends, hey, what, what happened with that chick? Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. What chick? I'm leaving to Brazil tomorrow. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Don't call me. What chick? <laughs> <laughs> Your girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, so I trip out because she's 92 so, years old. So she, they got her on tax evasion. Yes. Just, and how much time does she have to do? She has five years probation. So she doesn't have any time that she needs to. Five years probation. She's 95? She's 92. She's so I don't know if she might make it to the end of her probation time. She might die before she makes it to her probation time, right? Do you think she'll use one of her own suicide kits? Uh, nah. <laughs> She's already already there. Uh, what I'm wondering is, what if she misses her probation, you know, meeting because she's dead or uh, something? Cares, eh? Yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> she, I, if I were having like, ah, me vale. <laughs> like, I don't need to go to these stupid meetings. I'm 92 years old. I'm gonna die soon enough, anyways. Huh. Imagine they. What are they gonna do? Give me three more years of probation? I want one. I want to see one of those suicide uh, kids. Um, you don't have a picture of it. She began assisting um, patients uh, with suicides after her husband died of colon cancer. Um, I guess he, she helped him how to die. He was in pain and didn't want to die in the hospital. He was hooked up to tubes. So she had her so-called exit kits, which were intended to help terminally ill people and their lives with dignity in their own homes what do you think about that do you think people should be able to do that kill themselves to uh, rid themselves of of the pain and uh, of a terminal terminal because terminal means that you're gonna die yes right what do you think i'm so controversial on that because i would, of course i would say no like you you shouldn't assist people and i know there's a whole debate about that you shouldn't assist people and commit suicide however i know that if i'm terminally ill and I am in massive pain, and I'm gonna die anyways. This is just a slow process. I I I don't really want to be on tubes. I I'm let go of the life support. I'm done. Well, we're already we're already dying. Yeah, 
it seems like this kit, she sold it for 40 bucks. It consisted of a plastic hood that closes around the neck along with tubing that connects the hood to a tank of helium or some sort of other gas, uh, which the purchaser Helios? had provided. So you could uh, sound funny when you're dying? I guess. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> Why suffer? Why suffer? I don't know. So I'm, I... I I'm not for it. However, if I'm there, I'm in pain. I, I'm not going to live anymore. It's just a slow, painful death. Fuck it. Put a revolver to my head. <laughs> really? That's yeah. that's too messy do it for like, me. Do it like the old days, like the that's old cowboy days. I just saw a movie, and you know, I don't know how real that movie was, but they used to do that, I guess. You know, yeah. like when they kill the horse, and yeah, I'm dying, know. you know, so... That's too messy That's for very, me. That's very, you know, very That's cowboy. so macho -ish. Yeah, it is. Eh? Yeah. I'll do it that way, shit. That's too I'm messy. I'm terminally ill. Go get the revolver, baby. <laughs> I want to look pretty for my viewing, okay. so I don't want my brain Do it in the temple. Don't, don't mess up my face. Right? Yeah. I don't want to. What if I, like, <laughs> in the couches, like, get, get the couches all dirty? No. Maybe in the bathtub? <laughs> Maybe it'll be a little bit easier to clean up like that. I'm uh, thinking about my people who have to clean up after my... After your mess? <laughs> after my mess. <laughs> you know what? That would be kind of embarrassing, wouldn't it? Yes. Uh, what if my bathtub is not even clean and I just got it even dirty? How embarrassing. <laughs> Everyone's going to see how dirty my bathtub so is. So would you put on some clean underwear? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I would look all... I would, I, would, I would put on some perfume. I would do it up. Yeah. I'm going to go out. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go out. Some lingerie? Well, I don't know about that. You know, pretty makeup. Could you imagine if somebody, a, a man found you dead? Uh -huh. Like a man that was just like maybe an ex-boyfriend or mm -hmm. a friend, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it was you. And, mm -hmm. I mean, Lenny, would you take a peek? <laughs> That's <laughs> gross. I'm dead. I just blew my brains out. <laughs> Come on. That's not going to gross you out a little bit and you want to check out my stuff? <laughs> Of That's course not. I, I was just a question. I just asked Lenny a question. Would you take a peek, Angel? <laughs> you just wanted to throw it on me. That's gross. <laughs> That's super gross. It is. But I would, you know, spray some perfume on, make sure my bathtub is nice and clean and pretty. So at least they say, well, she wasn't messy at least. So please call us or <laughs> on Facebook comment if if uh, if you found a, a beautiful woman dead. <laughs> Would you take a peek under her blouse? <laughs> <laughs> or is that morbid? Or is that just too freaking gross? Isn't it? <laughs> I hope it is. Six but in two, case... 626-275-TWIN. <laughs> or 8946. Okay, there you go. All right. So this is... Oh, my gosh. This story, guys. This happened... Um, Johannesburg, Africa. A woman was mauled by two cheetahs at a game reserve while her husband, instead of calling 911 or anything like that, he decides to snap a bunch of freaking pictures. You're kidding me. No. Of his wife? Of his wife being mauled by two cheetahs. I am currently updating some photos of this mauling on the Twin Talk uh, Facebook wall. I see Please it. Please comment and let me know what you think. If this were your husband, wouldn't you divorce him the next day? 
Would, she, you, would you not say, you pinche cabrón, me estoy muriendo allá y tú me andas tomando unas pinches fotos? Toma, vieja, porque, porque no me lavaste los calzones. <laughs> Ahí te va. <laughs> Chingao. <laughs> He snapped up multiple photos and I'm trying to upload as many as I can. My on, God, on this. Uh, According to the uh, newspaper said that while in a petting pen with several children, this woman... Her name was Violet DeMello. She was with the group having fun, petting and posing with the animals. When it kind of all of a sudden took a serious turn, the t one of the two cheetahs in the, in the game reserve grabbed a young girl. So then while the woman, Violet DeMello, went to go calm the child and her brother, the cats turned on her as well. She said that she had numerous bite and puncture marks and that her scalp was sliced open oh. her husband archibald de mello kept taking kept taking pictures documenting the horrific scene as the animals bite and scratched his wife's head legs and stomach park staff and other visitors were able to pull the cats off despite her injuries though violet de mello defended the cats saying they weren't being vicious you could tell they were just excited so the pussies mauled his wife yes so he ain't getting no more pussy no. That's what she gets. Can That's what he gets. That? <laughs> she gets. <laughs> he just took a bunch of freaking pictures. Well, maybe she didn't, you know, maybe the, the dinner was cold. <laughs> Fucker. You know? Shit. Lourdes Orizaba commented that people need to realize that cheetahs, tigers, etc. are wild animals. There's no such thing as a tame cheetah. I agree. This was considered a, they were petting the cheetahs. And l like Lourdes said, they're, they're wild animals. They're not petting animals. Why would you go there, A? Why would you let children be there, B? And C, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> if they're going to maul your wife, don't take pictures of it. Right? Yeah. What? Do you believe it? Just leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so I c as you can see in these pictures, it... I mean, I, I'm I'm an animal lover. I'm a super animal lover. But if I'm getting my head chewed off, as this picture shows, I would not defend these fucking cheetahs. Defend them? Yeah, because well, she's saying they were just, they just got oh. excited. They aren't vicious. They aren't. No. That shows she's crazy, and that's why she was at the petting zoo for cheetahs. <laughs> People like that need to get My God, she's on the floor. They're eating her. Yeah, they uh, cracked her scalp She's open. a big girl, too. They got a big meal. Can you believe it? And he was taking pictures. Snapping away. That is divorce court. Oh, baby, this is a Kodak moment. Fuck you. Hey, Kodak don't exist anymore, huh? Yeah, they do. This is a cheetah moment. They do exist. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, <laughs> I hear divorce court coming on soon. <laughs> Come on, Violet. Kick that bitch to the curb. Yeah. He lets you be cheetah, cheetah chow. So don't let that. Uh, well, I don't know. I first of all, I wouldn't be in there, <laughs> as, as as well. I wouldn't be in there either. Okay, but, so but they they make good car car seat covers. The cheetahs. Yeah, but fake kinds, right? But fake ones, yeah, fake, fake yeah, ones. yeah, yeah, right. Fake ones. Fake ones. Moving on. Uh, Men's Health magazine has decided to have a um, interesting little survey uh, last month. Last month, and they decided to rank the nation's hundred. Smuttiest U.S. cities. Smuttiest. Yes. Okay. Let's take a guess. 
The, Take a guess. What, what does smuttiest mean? Like the dirtiest? Like dirtiest. They love to watch porn all the time. Oh, smut. Oh. Yes, that oh, kind porn. of smut. Yes. Take a wild guess. I'll take the fifth on that. <laughs> Lenny? Yes? You have a People guess? who like mm-hmm. to watch it. Not necessarily where it, the capital, where, where it's... It's based... It's it, The rankings are based on the number of X-rated DVDs bought, rented, or streamed, the number of adult entertainment stores per city, and the rate of porn searches, and the percentage of households that subscribe to Cinemax. They know when you search it on your computer? Yeah, dude. Okay, he's all worried. He's nah, like, Charlie, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That's G- Google lets you know the rate of porn searches. Fucking Google, man. Really? And they know when yeah. you're streaming it, too? Mm-hmm. They know how many times, do how they know, long, Do they know often? what kind? <laughs> they, they sure as hell know what kind. Orale. So Hey, just don't tell my girl, eh? <laughs> Okay. Number, so I'll, so they, Is it five? There's ten. There's ten. Okay, ten. go for it. There's ten. I'm going to start off with number ten, which I think is funny. Austin, Texas. Oh. In the hmm. south. They love their porn in Austin. They apparently do. Maybe they like that cowboy porn. Yeah. Yeah. That cowboy porn? Yeah. Which one's that one? I don't know. They uh-huh. wear cowboy hats <laughs> and boots and little spars. Do they really? And they wear like, leather chaps with their <laughs> ass cheeks out. <laughs> and then they smack it. Okay, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I have no, no idea. No. I've never seen it. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea about this crap. Oh, 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 you guys are the one no, that watch this crap. Of course not. Okay, what's number nine? Number nine, middle of fuck nowhere, Anchorage, Alexa, Alaska. <laughs> well, see, I would understand that if it's in the middle of fuck nowhere. <laughs> okay, because there's barely any people There's there. no ah, fuck okay. anywhere. But so I porn mean, it. Stream it. T- yeah. Anchorage Alexa. Uh, why do you keep saying Alexa? Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> you're thinking of that porn star you're <laughs> watching. <laughs> Anchorage Alexa. (laughs) (laughs) Streaming now on Jackie's computer. (laughs) Okay, number eight is Tampa, Florida. Tampa? Hmm. Tampa, Florida. I thought you said tampon. (laughs) (laughs) Tampa, Florida. Number seven, Atlanta. Okay. In Georgia. Mm -hmm. Number six, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number five, Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. So far, there's nothing on the West Coast. No. Number four, Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. You know who's from North Carolina? Oh, uh, no. Jeff Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Our voice guy? Our voice dude. Uh, he sounds like he gets it all the time. He does. He doesn't need the porn. I mean, he doesn't get it, <laughs> but he watches it <laughs> all the time. That's what Jackie says, Jeff. I don't know. Uh-huh. Number three, Wilmington, Delaware. Where's that? Right? Delaware. <laughs> Delaware, East Coast. Who? What? Well, they stream it there. Number two. This was probably the only one that I wasn't surprised where about. Where the Delaware? Delaware. Okay. <laughs> Number two is Las Vegas. Okay. Of course. Mm-hmm. It's like Sin City. So a bunch of people who in but their hotel rooms. we're not rooms. supposed to know that. It's supposed to stay there. How did it make it on this fucking pole? They're fucking lying over in Las Vegas. (laughs) I guess what happens in Vegas doesn't necessarily stay stay in Vegas. Not if you're streaming it. Yeah. Okay, and this is the number one top smuttiest city in U.S. Can we have a drum roll? Orlando, Florida. Really? Yes. Home of Mickey Mouse Walt Disney World. (laughs) Wow. We didn't make it, man. 
No. There no, was, we didn't. <laughs> there was no West Coast state other than, of course, Nevada, but California, Washington, Oregon, Arizona were not there. There were mostly all South, Southern states and East Coast states and Florida. And Florida. Uh, so while you are in the park with your kids, <laughs> taking pictures with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and the princess, your husband is in the hotel room. Streaming. Streaming. <laughs> Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> and Minnie. <laughs> in the hotel room. Can you believe it? This is home of Mickey Mouse and Disney World. And that is the number one most porn crazy city in america poor crazy <laughs> or smuttiest whatever well wow wow that was close lady i i thought we were going to hear something yeah, a little more locally yeah I uh, but i you know uh, there's no reason for it and there I was just, no new york or anything there wasn't no, no new york there's no, no new york there was no I was expecting there was no york. la no Theo Lisa's garage <laughs> I didn't expect that, but hey, you know, you never know. Whoa. Theo Luis streams this stuff all I the time? Know. I don't know. Uh, just a fun <laughs> little fact. Tampa, Tampa, Florida. I got a few stories about Theo Luis, but I'm not going to say them. Oh. Because, uh, uh, because I'm not. Because <laughs> he might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa, Florida is where the Republican National Convention will take place this summer. So... Their streaming numbers or porn searches might may increase. May increase. That is a very high possibility. So there you go, guys. So no porn streaming here at Dilisa's Garage. And that's Jackie Casas with her current events. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. Shoo. Anyhow. Let's listen to my song. Better play a little. Tired of that same old talk radio? Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. So we're back. You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Um, I'm Angel, uh, and sitting in for my brother Jose is Jackie. Yes, that's my name. And you're listening to us on www.twintalkcast.com or on live365.com, which is the largest radio network in the world. Um, You can also catch us on iTunes, uh, uh, our podcast tomorrow. Just search for... Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. That's right. 
and you can get uh, me and my brother and Jackie with her all her dirty laundry. Thank you for that. Awesome. You're very welcome. You always bring the you always bring the good stuff. I like to bring a slice of knowledge to y'all. Uh, yeah, I, it's good to know that uh, Florida is a bunch of perverts. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> and uh, we're good here at Teolisa's Garage. But, you know, um, Mother's Day is uh, is upon us. It is. As my brother would say, upon us. It is. Mother's Day is coming up. And, and uh, you know, I, I just want to give my mom a shout out. You know, not that she listens to my show, but my show. <laughs> Mom, I love you, and uh, maybe I should give her a call, huh? I want to give a shout-out to my mom, who I purposely don't let her listen to my show. Okay, <laughs> go for it. Hi, Mommy. <laughs> I love you. Anyhow, I just wanted to say, did, did you know that, uh, uh, that Mother's Day here in the U.S., uh, mm. it was uh, President World War Will, Woodrow Wilson on May 19, 1914, he issued a proclamation declaring the first National Mother's Day as a day for American citizens to show flag of honor of those mothers who whose sons had died at war. Oh, really? There had been movement prior to that for several years. Uh-huh. Uh, and some of the states, you know, celebrated and or honored it. But it wasn't until 9th, May 9th, 1914, when it was actually declared because of that. Oh, okay. And really? it's every second Sunday of the month of May, right? Yes. But in for us Mexicans, it's May tenth. Yeah, Mexico. Let me tell you about Mexico. In nineteen twenty-two, the concept was brought to brought to Mexico of declaring Mother's Day uh, by the USA. Oh, uh, I think the USA was probably trying to make some money. Mm-hmm. Trust me, <laughs> if they're getting in your business, they're trying to make get in your pockets. <laughs> Anyways, they uh, um, the conservative government discouraged it because they felt. Uh, 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 it was actually they. It was on the notion that women were just around for breeding. All oh, those motherfuckers. Ha! Huh. That's why there's so many damn machos. But later, the uh, efforts by the uh, socialist government, uh-huh. uh, the media, and the Catholic Church yes. uh, on the notion mm-hmm. uh, on a, uh, uh, that changed. Changed their notion changed, and on May 10th was declared Mother's Day. I was about to say that. I'm like, how could they say they're just used for breeding? Because in Mexico, the Virgin Mary is extremely, Indeed. extremely worshipped, loved, appreciated, and they call her Mother of the Country, Mother of Everything. So I'm like, well, how could they not? Pay well, think but about it. It was Catholic the, Church. It was up. the Catholic Church that stepped up, and the socialist government, not. The uh, conservative. conservative government. Interesting. Okay. Now, nineteen forty. Or interesante. Interesante. In nineteen forty, the custom started that by members of the party of the Mexican Revolution, mm-hmm. Viva Zapata. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, women of poor families were invited to local shops for free gifts. Ooh. We should do that here. We should. In fact, I think they do it. It's called the WIC program. <laughs> And uh, I'm all for it. I have no problem with WIC program, welfare. As long as it's not abuse, I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. It, the money's there. It's it's not there for, for any of us to keep. Trust me, it's there to give. And uh, um, anyhow, in 1942, the government returned sewing machines to mothers in Mexico that had lost it, that they couldn't pay for it. Oh, that's so kind. So they, they did like a big U-turn from being very conservative and co- and women were just... For breeding, for breeding, to baby you know, makers, to really what they are—they're—they're—they're they're, they're our life. Women are our life. Mm-hmm. They, 
you know, I, I love the way that the Native Americans actually, their whole culture as well is 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 intertwined with uh, the Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. It's a very matri- matriar- matriarchal, how would you say that? Matriarchal. Culture. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and as I heard it say one somewhere, si no ama a tu tierra, no ama a su madre. If you don't love Earth, you don't love your mother. So I think that we should become more and more uh, uh, in tune and uh, respectful and really love women and mothers for who they are. And uh, because of that, I want to I want to uh, play a, a cool poem by the uh, activist and poet, Native American poet uh, uh, John Trudell. Uh, for all the mothers out there, it's called See the Woman. See the woman. She has a young face, an old face. She carries herself well in all ages. She survives all man has done. In some tribes, she is free. In some religions, she is under man. In some societies, she's worth what she consumes. In some nations, she is delicate strength. In some states, she is told she is weak. In some classes, she is property owned. In all instances, she is sister to earth. In all conditions, she is life bringer. In all life, she is our necessity. See the woman eyes, flowers swaying on scattered hills, sun dancing, calling in the bees. See the woman heart, lavender butterflies, fronting blue sky, misty rain falling on soft wild roses. See the woman beauty, lightning streaking, dark summer nights, forest of pines mating with new winter snow. See the woman spirit, daily serving, courage with laughter, her breath a dream and a prayer. Okay, so now it's time to go, and uh, but we'll be right back with our special guest, as we have been promising you all night long. Man, I'm I'm really uh, looking forward to speaking to Mr. Uh, Rodney Mr. Glenn King. King, the Rodney Glenn King, who's got a new book out. 
Uh, it's called The Riot Within, My Journey from Rebellion to Redemption. We'll be right back. In the meantime, we're going to play a track from Sunset Riot. Hey, bro, they're in town right now. Actually, they're in the U.S. with a mini tour, so make sure you catch them. They're going to play on Tuesday in Fort Worth, Texas at the Basement Bar, Thursday, Headhunters in Austin, Texas, and Sunday at Dan Electro's Guitar Bar in Houston, Texas. And this song is called Moonshine. Check it out.
You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on TwinTalkCast.com as we broadcast live once again from Theo Luis's garage. And who are you? My name is Jose. And I'm Angel. And you know what? You can catch us every week at 7 p.m. Pacific Time on www.TwinTalkCast.com. And also, you can hear our podcast on iTunes and on our webpage. Because we are iTwins, so just search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel uh, on iTunes and take us on your favorite gadget. And anyway, so, you know, without further ado, we have been talking about this. um, Well, my brother has been talking about it the whole show because I was gone for a little (laughs) while. I'm sorry I'm late, brother, but, uh, you know. No worries, bro. Here I am. I'm back. uh, Yeah. But anyway, um, on the phone with us. Uh, uh, in order to talk about, you know, what has been happening the last 20 years since the civil unrest of uh, 1992 after the Rodney King beating and the case that uh, – or the verdict, uh, uh, Mr. That, Ro- Mr. Mr. Rodney King wrote a book called The Riot Within, My Journey from Rebellion. And right now with us is Mr. Rodney King. Mr. King, can you hear me? This is Jose. Hey, I can hear you live. Live and well. Awesome. Thank you so much for thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Hey Rodney, this is Angel. Thanks for calling. Eh? Uh we appreciate it. Oh man, my pleasure to be alive. First of all Yeah, you know what? I'm sorry to interrupt you, Mr. King. But let me tell you something. I was really surprised to hear that you weren't even a uh, you know, and reading your book that you weren't even a, originally from Southern California. Is that correct? No, uh, yeah, I'm from uh, Northern California. You were from the Sacramento area, but the striking thing, the book is called the right. <clears throat> excuse me, the book is called the Riot Within. Obviously, it talks about the last twenty years, and of course, it it talks about your, the 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 terrible day on March third, nineteen ninety one. But it starts, in my opinion, it was really neat how you started it on a fishing trip. Tell me about that. Oh yeah, the um. The, the journey uh, on March third, nineteen ninety one. No, the book. Uh, the book started. Yeah, you started the book while you were, um, you know, fishing with your dad. Oh yeah, you, you spent, it was a good day. Man. Tell me about that. Those why did why, why, why did you decide to start the book in such a way? In, you know, fishing. Because um, you know, I'm, my life is. I had a life before the beating. You know and. And um, I remember the good times before the beating, and I thought it would be good to open it up and, you know, give a uh, a slight introduction on, you know, my personal uh, quality time that I spent with my dad. You know, my dad always had a gentleman's son talk with me when when we were out and at home, too, So all four boys. So I thought it would be good to start it out like that. Well, I thought it was kind of yeah. interesting that you did that because, you know, we expect to hear right off the bat uh, of the terrible night on, on March 3rd. Now, you grew up in, in the city of Arlita. Is that correct? Or Alta, yeah. Or is it Al, Al, Arlita? Yes. Altadena. Altadena. What was it like growing up in the valley? You're in Altadena. What was Rodney King's life? You know, I grew up in uh, in a pretty pretty nice area in Altadena and Pasadena area. Over the years, I've been there ever since I was three years old, and it's been always um, a, a close uh, 
uh, you had the Rose Bowl parades going on every year. You had the Rose Bowl Park over there. You had uh, a lot of parks and, and recreational uh, things to do. Uh, you know, camp, summer camp programs. And I was uh, also did a lot of little work in the community during the summer months. It was a lot of community jobs for youngsters back then. You know, uh, mini bike riding when you could get away with it. You know, the right. Street. <laughs> it was a fun life back then. It was a nice life. Hey, uh, it, was, I, it was work. I hey, worked hard, but hey, grass, all that. It was nice. At Big Mama's uh, Soul Kitchen, is that what it's called over on Lake? <laughs> oh, yeah. Love that yeah. place. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Bill's Chicken used to be over there, you know. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, was lucky. I was lucky to be around for the old timers in, in, in the. I was born in '65, so I kind of like seen three worlds come and go, uh-huh. almost, you know, word, uh-huh. and it, just like some of the things that was going on back then. It's kind of ironic. You were born in '65, and in '65 they had the big riots here in L.A. And then, who would have known that uh, you know a couple decades later, you know, uh, your you would your life would be so mixed in in with one of the tumultuous times in Southern California, the uh, civil unrest. But it all started on March 3rd. Now, you had been drinking that night. Why were you drinking? There was a reason why you were out drinking. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm laughing today. I'm glad I'm laughing today. But, you know, I was, uh, I had, uh, I've been uh, hustling myself a job. I was working temporary you know, as an usher at Dodger Stadium. Uh. And then in the daytime, I was working for another company remodeling the hot dog in the, the burger stand, which is like Kentucky Fried Chicken and all kind of different concession stands to this day in, in, at uh, Dodger Stadium. Uh. But anyway, my, my my construction job called me back to go to work Thursday. So that Saturday, I thought I'd uh, party a little bit with my friends and uh, get ready for work uh, Sunday and be ready to go to work Monday. So I decided we had been at his house for a while, so I decided to take a little ride out to San Fernando. But my dad used to take us fishing over there at uh, Handsome Dam. Right. Uh, the park. And, uh, yeah, so I started out on the 210, and and I wanted up seeing the police lights in back of me, and the only thing I can think about is, you know, I'm, there goes my job. There goes my new job that I'm about to get, and you know, and I had worked so, so hard to uh, at that point when I got out. Of, uh, of, of a prison to, you know, to get myself straightened out. And I just knew everything was going to go away. You know, everything was gone up in flames because I was drinking and I was on parole. And, you know, I just, the only thing I can think about is get to that, make it to that job on Monday. And I, it was a bad mistake on my part to be, you know, drinking and, and driving. But I, I just uh, was thinking about losing that job, you know. I um I um I remember uh, hearing an interview that I shot with you, and you were talking about the fact that you were sort of um, uh, celebrating the fact that you had gotten the new job, and you're and you were kind of laughing inside the, about the fact that you're working and your buddies weren't going to work. But nevertheless, uh, you got. I didn't tell them. You didn't tell them. I didn't want to let. I didn't want to let them know that I had a job until I had gotten that job that Monday. Maybe next week I would let them know that I. Was, I'm, you know, I'm working, so hey. When you buy, you know, when you buy the six pack, they would have known, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Uh, you know, uh, did you step on the gas when you saw the police officers? Did you, did you get like panic? Because I know I've been in a situation once or twice where I, I probably shouldn't have been and got a little nervous. How, 
How did, what was your reaction like? I didn't get a little nervous. It felt like hot hair just grew out of my body all at once. Uh-huh. It's like, and knowing that you're on parole too, right. it was like, uh, it was like, it was a, it was it like felt like a beating before I got a beat. Put uh-huh. it that way, knowing that I should have been driving and and and, and uh, drinking at the same time, but what? you know. The, the only part that they didn't lie about is the Hyundai doing 100 going down that hill. You know, I was doing about 80 because it was going when they initially see me. Uh-huh. 80, 75 to 80 when they initially see me. And then when I saw them, since we were going down a hill with three guys in the car, it did, it was going a little bit, it was, it did about 100 miles an hour, 105 or so. You but had, that's the only thing that they didn't lie about that night. You had some friends with you? Huh? You had some friends with you, some of your buddies. Yeah, there were two friends with me. One of the guys, are, he's deceased to this day. He he died, uh-huh. but uh, one of them is still living. <laughs> I would have been hanging on. <laughs> so, Mr. King, you are. Um, so we get to the point where you get pulled over by the police. Why, when if while you were running from the police, what made you decide to to stop running? Um, because the helicopter was up there and. And it just didn't make any sense. It was too many. Uh, they were too up too close to me. Uh, the Hyundai was not going to outrun them. They were too up too close. Yeah, that's and when it a, didn't make any. That's when a Hyundai. That's, that's when a Hyundai was a real Hyundai. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's when it broke back down. Hey, did you <laughs> did you it, <laughs> did you forget you were in a Hyundai or what? <laughs> <laughs> now you know what, uh, uh, but then the most probably the most uh, uh, I would venture to say the most horrible day of your life happened, and that's when the police, uh, you know, beat you. Tell us about that. How did it? How did it go from from bad to worse to worse? Well, um, my thing is, is you know, it's, it's an old tradition, and it's been it's been going on so long to where it's been just gone, it went ignored and you know do that do that good thing that camera was out there you know but because uh it was two black cops out there i heard also which were school cops right. and so it didn't make a difference the beating was going to come regardless you know the beating mm-hmm. was going to come regardless and and uh, it's a shame that you know uh i had to pay 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 paid a heavy price but i'm so glad that i made it alive and you know, able to talk about it now and put a and Harper Collins put it, you know, put this book out, helped me get this book out there. You know, it's like been two decades, and it was hard to, it was really hard to prove prove to uh, prove that you know I had gotten beat up and I had it on tape. So I'm so glad that I was able to put it in a book, and this is my testimony because I wasn't able to testify in Simi Valley. You know, they moved it from Los Angeles to Simi Valley, and once it went to Simi Valley. You know, Nancy Grace had a ball with it. And yeah. All the other reporters did a real, really good job, but Nancy Grace just really uh, had had my judge my judge my case outside the courtroom. You know, I can re- remember being at home just crying and hurting all over again, hearing her do her report. You know, she was like, "If this happened to Rodney King, why isn't he here? If he's really hurt that bad, why isn't he here?" And you know, I was forced to stay at the house and and. And uh, and and just watch it by TV. It, it I felt like a smear, a, a, a giant in a in a in a little in a doghouse, man. They couldn't get out. It was just horrible listening to this to the, her, you know, 
send that title message to the jury. And I, uh, I, I wanted to just hop in the car. I wanted to hop in the car and just go down there, you know. But um, you, I finally got the second, second, second hearing. You know, the, the we finally got a conviction. I finally received justice on the case. You know, with the second. Let's talk trial. about the way you were feeling because I, uh, you know, I remember uh, f- following the case uh, like many, many Americans uh, or people all over the world, indeed followed it and of course people uh will strike an opinion about you um and um then the day happened on may 1st uh, i think on the second day or third day of the riots when you came out uh on that fateful day and had a very heartfelt statement to make uh the famous let can't we get along speech um tell us about that the the lawyers have prepared a speech for you so they yeah they had prepared me to speak and say some uh, some crazy things, but I just spoke what I needed to speak from the heart, you know, and speak how I felt about how I felt about the country at the time and how I how I feel about it still to this day. Can we all just get along, you know? And that's one of and that's one of the reasons why I wrote my book so they can so they can know that I you know I'm, I'm a I'm a human just like everybody else and had a dad, had a mom and was was taught to taught with morals and, and taught to uh learn how to respect law enforcement and government. You know, I, I was uh I would never um, you know, go against go against the police like that in, in that type of situation. And so that's that's why I'm so glad that Harper Collins helped me get this book out and this is my testimony and this is my first project. I'm proud of it. It's a lot of things that I can't remember because of that beating, you know. And and and, uh, but I, I I'm so happy to have this project done with this book, and and I'm finally through with it. It's two decades in the making, and two two and a half years writing it. You know, I got a brand new uh, fiance in my life now that I, that helped me, you know, get things, you know, back in order, and and I have have ha- I have had time to sit down and, and do this book. I'm glad and thankful for that. Uh, Mr. King, Mr. King, Mr. King, do you? Um, yeah. uh, I'd like to know. Uh, have like af- after being um, uh, after the horrible verdict that the uh, uh, when the police uh, did not, as uh, many uh, people would probably agree, we we didn't get justice. They were found not guilty. Was it? And uh, and the riots ensued or began. Um, did how, how did that feel? Um, what, where were you? Um, oh man, I was like I was put back almost two hundred years. It felt like I got put back to almost to slavery. You know, uh-huh. it felt like this. It felt like it felt really bad as mankind, as a man on the earth. That day, it felt like uh, all the civil rights movement, all the all the all the people who died before me, you know, and all the ones that was that has that's older that that marched up and down the streets for civil rights. It was like, what are they thinking, you know? And if if they and and how how can I maintain my sanity, you know, without running out here acting a fool? And uh, I just sat down and just had to think over the whole thing and couldn't believe my eyes. And it just made me feel like how they felt years ago, you know, mm-hmm. 
and uh, the struggle of the country and how, the, how America has developed, you know, and, and just had to take a close look at everything and then say to myself, well, you know, things can change, you know, but I just kind of like held it in, you know, and just kind of held it and held on to my thoughts and said to myself, well, at least we're not living back in slavery days, so right. let me get out here and say something. So let me, you know what I mean. Let me say something that I, I do have a little piece of freedom. So let me say something that you know that maybe can make sense and can be easier for the next generation. You know, talk about hey, that. Talk, and it makes uh, a lot of sense, to, uh, brother. Thanks for saying that too. Take, t- talk about the next generation. You you mentioned the next generation. Um, I recently uh, was able to meet you a couple of weeks ago when we shot an interview for a local television, and I found you to be a, 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 a cool guy, charming, and you're just a salt to the earth regular guy. And I find out, just reading the book and everything, that you are a father and a grandfather. Tell me about your family. Oh, yeah. I, well, that's what, one of the things I spend a lot of time with these days is with my, uh, my family and my two new grandchildren. One is four now. The other one's one. And all girls. You know, I don't have any boys. Now your daughter, your daughter's old enough to know what has happened and transpires. Has she read your book yet? She, you know, that's and that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book also because they're all my my youngest one is, is eighteen now, so she's she's at the she's at the age where she she don't have to hear nobody else tell her anything. She can read read the book for herself and and, and go and sit down with me, and uh, I'll be able to tell her because I'm still alive and. You know, it's a part of American history, world history. You know, um, it was events that wasn't supposed to happen. So I'm just so happy that I was able to get this first book done and my kids are old enough to read it and they can sit down and understand it, you know, and and uh, and see their grandmama, their grandmother on, on, on my dad's side and stuff, you know. It's just, um, you know, that I, 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 uh, I've been lucky to, like I say, to have been born in 65, which is not a long time ago, but <laughs> it was enough time to uh, understand history and understand the growth of uh, of America and how we all have developed here, you know. And I'm glad you so brought I I, I'm glad you bring that up, Mr. King, because you say, did say there was a, a life before the beating, uh, and, and, you're, and now you're mentioning how uh, the U.S. has grown. Well, since the beating, life after the beating, how do you think – uh, the U.S. has grown, or, you know. Um, I've, it's grown really fast, you know, because time moves so quickly. And, and, and the growth is, has went so, the growth of uh, of the country has went so fast, we kind of like uh, run around like we've lost morals for, for one another. You know, um, everybody's so worried about the now and me and not, and, and uh, you know, it's just getting. It's just getting. Some. It's some ways. It's getting wonderful. It's getting better. But in some ways, it's just getting. You know, like people forgetting how bad times are. And when times get bad, like they are, the best thing to do is treat each other with decency and respect. Uh-huh. You know, you don't have to love one another. Or you don't have to love that person, but you can at least respect that person. You know, respect one's color and their their religion, and you know, and uh, it's, it's there's things that. We have to do as individuals to to make sure we keep going forward, you know, and um, and, and and realize that time is waiting for no one. So we have to make a change for ourselves. 
you know, quick. I, I understand that. I, I see that one for myself, you know. Right. That's how I look at life now, you know. I don't speak it for anyone else, but that's how I look at it. And that's one of the reasons why I said, can't we all just get along? So just, just, a, just a little bit of... Just a little bit to let you know how I am, what kind of person I am, and how I and the kind of person. In the book, you're pretty candid because you talk about your uh, your um, your addiction. You talk about your run-ins with the law, and there's a lot of things in the book outside of the riots and the uh, and the beating. What uh, what do you want readers to get out of this book? That you know that life goes on. That life, that that time will wait for no one, and that we ought to, you know, as people, learn how to, you know, get along and and, and respect one another, and realize that, what what, regardless of uh, race, religion, or color, or breed, everybody has a, everybody has a, um, you know, a beginning, of, you know, and and everybody's not no born natural, you know, killer and. And um, and and you know people need to stop stereotyping one another. You know, I've uh, I've been working since the age of eight years old. If you look in the book and you read in the book, so I've I and have been given a gentleman's talk at a young age by my dad. You know about race. You know before Roots had even came out, my dad used to. I knew it was the reason why my dad uh, had us on hush hush and walk this way and talk this way. Right. You know that. That was before I even seen the movie Root, Root, you know, about slavery and the freedom of slavery and, you know, about the country. And I, and I didn't really, I didn't get into that, all that, that part of my book. I started, I started my book like I needed to start it, this first book. Well, talk know? about the book, Mr. King. Um, before we let you go, let everyone know where they can find your book and uh, what's the title and all that good stuff. Yeah, this book is. It's 20 years in the making. Like I said, it's two and a half years making it. The riots within. My journey from rebellion to redemption. And it's, uh, it's about that survived, that survived one of the brutalest beatings by the LAPD ever to be caught on tape. But now there have been many people, many guys dead. You name it, many minorities dead, especially blacks, over the years. Right. Uh, yes. On, uh, on, 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 you know, on. Based on this here, well, based on my beat, so I'm, I'm, I am very lucky to be alive, you know, to be able to tell right my on. story. Right on. Well, Mr. King, thank you so much for being on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We wish you much luck and much success with the book. We look forward to your next project. Yes, and I would like to thank Harper Collins also. Who's that? Harper Collins is the publisher. Well, I- of, uh, of the book. Okay, right And on. let's give him a shout-out. Thank you very much, Mr. King. Thank you, Mr. King, for calling in. And we'll, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Sometimes I feel like my only friend Is the city I live in The city of angels Lonely as I am Together we cry streets cause she's my companion I walk through the hills cause she knows who I am she sees my good deeds and she kisses me windy and I never worry now that is a lie 
Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we just came back from an awesome interview. Really cool. I, you know, I had no idea he was from Altadena. We're, we're talking I know about, that, where that is. What I we're mean, talking about, who we're talking about is Rodney King, the uh, infamous uh, uh, man who was... American uh, icon. Now. He is an icon because he was beat up by those five or six officers. Uh, by those pigs, man. Shit. <laughs> brutally beaten by those officers. And... Um, all of that caught on tape. You know, brother, he, he mentioned something. Thank God it was caught on tape. And, you know, the Reverend Cecil Murray last week when he was on our show talked about thank God for George Halliday and his tape because things probably would have taken a lot longer, if at all, to change. And, and You and mean uh, with policy the, of beating uh, uh, yeah. police, police, police beating? Police, yeah, police brutality. brutality. I mean, yeah. and, think about it. That was so notorious and, and such a – that piece of video – has probably been, probably one of the most watched pieces of video ever. Yeah, I like the way he put the uh, because the book uh, when he was talking about the book that talks about uh, before the life before the beating, uh, and uh, it, it just dawned to me when he said that that wow you know this must have prof- obviously profoundly uh, affected his life or imp- you know impacted his life in such a way that that just. You know, in the book, he talks about that. You know, he's not perfect, and people know that he's been arrested several times. He was on parole for goodness' sake. That's why he's part of the reason why he was running. And um, and you know, he also <laughs> I would have run too. You know, in, to, in two thousand eight, he was uh, he was on celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew. You know, and uh, one of the seasons of that. So remember, so he's had his drugs, remember, his drug issues. Remember our uh, our stint with the uh, uh, police. <laughs> Our stint, we uh, when we inadvertently ran, we 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 didn't know we were running. <laughs> you don't remember? Oh yeah, the time that yeah, that's right. When, when we had somebody who uh, we, and, and we were being chased. Our arch enemy was chasing us. He <laughs> wanted to beat us up, and we we're running away from him. It, yeah, and uh, uh, we were driving away from him, and somehow we we picked up a police officer car behind us when we thought it was <laughs> our our enemy. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, and uh, do you remember how uh, the, when the police car just kind of turned around and we thought it was going to – it was uh, the guy that was chasing us because we went around the corner. And then yeah. next thing you know, it's a, we see the lights and we're like, you should have seen your face. I know. Okay. Okay. Well, we <laughs> were being chased. Okay. It was a little, for all the listeners, we were being chased by our arch enemy. It was like probably 2 o'clock in the morning. Not a lot of cars in the, in the, in the city we're, we're, we're living. And every time we had a, a, we a turned trunk up, full of uh, a a California tr- coolers, we had, we had alcohol in the trunk. We were underage. We we're racing. It was in the trunk. We were racing, racing from this, uh, racing away from this guy who was trying, to, who wanted to kill us. He was, a, he was a guy who hated. It was us. two guys. Yeah, two guys. And every time and we, we turned, didn't have our secret service. And with every us. time we turned the corner, his his headlights went further and further away because we were just we were losing them uh-huh. very well. And then all of a sudden we turned this one corner, and it was the freaking police had been chasing us for about half of that time. Yes. <laughs> and then so of course we just pull over right away. We pulled over. We didn't get chased. No, we hell didn't no. get. We didn't give him a chase anymore. But you know uh, the angel guardian angels. It scared angels the were, heck out of me, man. Yeah, guardian angels were with us because he searched the car, didn't open the trunk. Listen to our sob story about us being you afraid for talk. our life. Yeah, actually, I did all the talking, and I and I gave him the sob story. Thank you, officer. We were running <laughs> from this guy. We were so scared. And uh, by the way, I work. I'm a manager at Burger King in La Crescenta. <laughs> we give discounts to the to the police. Would you that's like true. to come down? I think that's what did it. Yeah. Because then he's like, "Oh, really? Which one?" I, and I told him the address. He goes, "Yeah, I live right around the corner from that one." Ah. Uh, and it says so. He believed us. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so, so that's our story, and we're sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't get beat up. There was no riots afterwards, and we didn't get $3.8 million settlements, Man, which, by I the way, is had... not, which is not a lot of money. No, I could have had a book deal. But, you know, the, the book, the book, Rodney King book is interesting. He talks about, you know, his father being alcoholic, about his mom being a very strong presence, about his, his siblings, about the fact that with the money that he won, he tried to start the, uh, you know, record hip-hop label, and, it, you know, he lost a lot of that money because it's a tough business. Uh-huh. And about family, it's a very interesting. He's just a regular guy, you know. Well, a, I guy, like that, the a, guy, that, a guy who's an addict and got into trouble with the law. You know what? I, I looked at it right now when you uh, briefly when you brought it out. Uh, I like the pictures. <laughs> 80s pictures. It's got good pictures. Anyway, so uh, um, awesome interview, awesome interview. And, awesome. If you and if you didn't catch last week's interview um, with uh, this Reverend Cecil L. Murray uh, from First AME Church, he had a he had some very great, amazing words on the on race and uh, the twenty years. What since a beautiful soul race. and a wise man. He sp- he spoke so intentionally. Uh, I was totally humbled on that uh, last week's show. A really totally. thing about it, too, is I, after every show, uh, we, my brother and I stand up in the middle of the garage and take photographs with our guests so that we could post it on the web page. And he, and he stands between us. He puts his arms around us like, he, like he's going to pose for a picture. And he says, wait a minute. He puts his head down and says a prayer for us. Yes. Yes. That was awesome. And the whole, during the whole time he was here, he kept saying everything's beautiful or yeah. something like that. Yeah. We would talk to him off the air before and after. He's a great man. Awesome. You know, one thing, too, it was interesting that he said, because, you know, we are broadcasting out of Theo Luis's garage. Uh-huh. He looked around and he goes, you know, Mac got its start from a garage. Mac computers. Ah, he it's did true. say that. <laughs> ah, thanks, brother. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll be right back with Angel's Chill, Chill Lounge. Hug a twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Kick, Kick back. back. And listen. Admit it. You lost your composure. It's okay. It's out now. Probably displayed for others to see, but it's okay. It's gone. No longer past. So, it's irrelevant. And you are probably feeling a little better. So, capitalize on it. Take this somewhat refreshed moment and create a solution for the situation. Or, is there one? Or was it because you lost your composure? Whatever the case, next time you feel you might lose your composure, 
Remember how silly you felt the last time you lost your composure. Chill. One love. That's another edition of Angel's Chill Lounge, and that signals the end of our show this week once again. Awesome, man. Awesome show. Uh, our shows just keep getting better, and I'm, I'm really uh, I'm like flattered with the, the type of people that want to be here at Luis's Garage or call us in here. And just as flattered uh, we are that you will listen to us every week, whether it's live or via the podcasts and uh, through subscription. We really do appreciate it. And you know what we'd like to ask you? We'd like to challenge each one, every one of you to to tell a friend to listen to us. Tell them about Los Guates, eh? You know, and to uh, put it in your gadget and play it for uh, for them. And play you know us for them. And go to our webpage and uh, go to our Facebook at Twin Talk Show and chat us up. Also on Twitter at Twin Talk Show and chat us up because, you know, we want to hear from you as well. Right on. Anyways, please. Well, we want to thank, first of all, uh, Mr. Rodney King for being uh, uh, being on our show today, it was awesome. Yes, thank you, uh, Mr. King, for calling uh, in. Thank you to Jackie Casas because she always brings the news and dirty laundry and kicks ass with it. Right on. We want to thank Lenny, the, our engineer. And thanks to all of you who are listening right now, whether it's now or later, but on podcast. If they're listening, now it's, it's or now later. for them. Yeah, but it's later. También, eh? <laughs> Listen to us later too. Like next week, Tuesday night at seven p.m. Pacific time, we'll be we'll be we'll be rocking it. All see, right. See until, you later. Until then, good night, y'all. Shoo.